0: Cause I can't ever tell if they're called faith or the faith, but I am now just imagining like Ian yeah. Mackay like one day and they're like sitting at discord house and Ian's just sitting there and he like looks at Alec mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey Alec, you know, take off the, the it's cleaner. And that's just, that, that's it. That's how they became faith. <laughs> That's exactly how yeah. it happened. It was actually like the, uh, I, the, so, the I, I social think, network took it from them. It's, it's it's wild. Yeah.
1: Can we say can we say the Facebook since the Facebook does no longer exist? That's what I'm saying. Like you know,
0: what is the the really? If you think about it, what does it change? What does it mean? Yeah. What does an
1: article mean? You know.
0: Neither one of us. Yeah. Well, list, I
1: believe so. the is an article.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The the is a British. Uh, synth pop band,
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: which uh, seems to be very popular amongst uh, aging uh, industrial heads. Yeah, it's uh, one of those bands
0: where it's like big. I never got into, but you're just like, huh? The kind of person who likes the the tends to be the same. Yeah, you yeah, tend to tend to have a type.
1: Yeah, they tend to like you look at the person that says like, oh, I really like the the, and you're like. <laughs> That person probably has a utility kilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that person
0: has like a piercing that I don't want to know about.
1: I got too much to off my mind. Oh well anyway, listeners, welcome to the discourse. Uh, this is what, episode three? Episode yeah. three, David? Let's Did call it episode to... three. Yeah. Episode We'll call it episode three. It might be episode two because mm-hmm. we thoroughly botched episode one. Twice, uh, twice, and actually. we made t- twice, twice. <laughs> episode two, though, mm-hmm. solid, solid stuff. Winner, solid. Um. Anyway, we're going to start with. Um, we ended that episode with uh, the monumentally influential uh, "Flex Your Head" compilation, which came out in early nineteen eighty two, Discord seven. Um and uh Discord uh their next release guess guess what their next release was David
0: I, I don't know Nick I, I definitely don't have a uh, Wikipedia page open right in front of me but so so tell me.
1: A little band from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh-huh uh SSD.
0: Ooh, what does that stand for?
1: I'm glad you asked. It stands for Society Sucking Dick.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a that's a yeah. top-notch acronym right
1: there. Society sucking dick. No, I believe it stood for society decontrol something or other. I love my dick. If you want to know where and when hardcore got just stupid, um, this is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this SSD seven and a half so seven Discord seven and a half is a half release with uh, I guess Ian Mackay and the guys in SSD were good friends. Um, but uh, worth talking about, even though it's a half release because I feel like this record, the kids will have their say by uh society sucking dick i feel like is a very good sort of example of how quickly and how fast straight edge as an ethos Mm, took mm -hmm. off and the fact that it like took off and like had a like big influence on boston hardcore is one of the things that i will never fully understand having lived in both cities um um, I mean, because,
0: because I mean, Boston, Boston Hardcore obviously has this like, you know, history of being like hooligan tough guys. You know, we have FSU later or, you know, probably yeah, around it, this time they're coming, or, coming together. It's yeah, right.
1: Punkhead. And I mean, SSD, like, you know, they released this and then they released one more, the name of which I can't recall. And then by like 83, 84, they're just a metal band. Mm-hmm, and all yeah. of those initial, uh, this is Boston, not L.A. bands. um you know ssd gangrene jerry's kids freeze mm-hmm. yeah they all become metal bands by like 83 80 45 and right. you know
2: yes,
1: Into like crossover thrash, like you know, all about that. And I'm not saying I dislike any of those bands, like, I think Jerry's Kids, Is This My World, is like one of the best hardcore records, full stop. It is a fantastic hardcore record, but yeah, they, they, they go metal like so fast. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really interesting anyway. But, you know, I think the reason this bringing up SSD and, you know, the fact that they're a half release on, uh, on discord, I think is notable just because, you know, minor threats first EP comes out in 81. hmm Actually, both EPs come out in '81. Uh, the Minor Threat EP, and then In My Eyes, and this comes out in '82. Yeah. And so, like, if you think about, like, this is pre-internet area era, and um, granted, it's not like they were, you know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it was the Pony Express or anything, but um,
0: it's it's not immediate. I mean, like, even like you know, we, you and I, grew up in an age where internet was sort of like. You know, pretty accessible, but still, like, you weren't getting a yeah. lot of, like, uh, connection directly with people who, you, like, immediately could understand. But, like, yeah, this was still, even if you were going up to Boston, even if you were, mm-hmm. you know, like going to shows, even if you're in a band sort of touring or, across, you know, the Northeast, yeah, like, you didn't hear all of the bands. You maybe had a, a local band or two on the bill. Maybe you knew people yeah. who had moved or, you know, had connections to the city. But, yeah, it's like, the fact that this was spreading, so to speak, you know, the fact that Straight Edge was being co-opted, not co-opted, but sort of like taken in and sort of like folded into evolved. the right, like moved into what was popular in the area. Like it was it's something that actually kind of happens, I think, a lot more because there was that disconnect because there wasn't the Internet yeah. or something what like that. Like we
1: have is the record,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. You just sort of obsess over it and you just sort of like keep yeah. marinating in it. And that's really yeah. like you have one or two of them and you just keep going with like this one idea. Absolutely.
1: So there was a uh, documentary on National Geographic channel like 10 years ago or whatever on FSU. I'm not making this up. It was like when they would do documentaries on gangs.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: uh-huh. uh,
1: narrated by our good friend, good friend of the show, uh, Thurston Moore.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, but they interviewed like the guy who founded FSU, um, and he talks about how like, you know, oh, you know, straight edge started in DC with Ian McKay and my Threat and, you know, like, you know, if Ian McKay like saw you drinking a beer at a show, he might look at you and like, kind of give you a dirty look, which is like not the case at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. No. Ian McKay could fucking care less.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, uh, you know, but then he goes on to say like, but once we got to Boston, it was like if you had a beer, like someone was going up and knocking that beer out of your hand. I wanted to be involved in a straight edge that had balls to it, which was hard as nails. It wasn't posy. It wasn't about community in the sense of like live and let live. It was you're an army.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that. Yeah, Jesus, it, it's like it's it's the exact thing. Mackay was like, don't do that. You know, he was like, this but, is not. A, this is how I live, and how some of my friends live. I mean, like I. And it's funny how that has stuck around. I think just Ooh. because, like, like the Mackay version of straight edge inherently you don't connect with it, because like it's just people being like, "Oh, I don't drink." Yeah. But that sort of like militant style, like I, when I lived in Bushwick here in New York, like I I would go to a hardcore show or not even a hardcore show, like shows that were at like uh, lofts DIY and stuff. Yeah, like what? DIY spaces, and one of them was a straight edge. Uh, space and like there was someone apparently who lived in this space it was like a woman who lived with like three dudes and she drank and went home one day she came home drunk and they were like you're drunk like you're unpure like you can't sleep here tonight and she had to, like, sleep in the fucking hallway, you know. And it's, like, some
1: shitty Bushwick loft. She had and... some fucking, like, like she, like she olden times with her mental yeah. cramps. Yeah, or like, she and had to be in the a... red
0: tent. It was, like, it was fucked fucking up. And,
1: yeah, and, and, you know, and we talked about this last episode, um, episode two, great episode, go listen to it, um, where, you know, straight edge for, you know, a lot of people, I think, in sort of the initial DC scene, it was, like, it wasn't so much, like, an ethos so much as, like, well, yeah, like I just don't know anyone who can buy us beer and, you know, whatever. Like, fine. I'll I'll make it into an asset. Like, cool. You know, I'll do Whereas like, you know, when it gets to places like Boston or um you know, I, I can't think of like, you know, but like the suburbs kind of
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: generally speaking, um it turns because I have I have a friend of mine uh from uh who grew up in Dayton. He's a few years older than I am. Um But he grew up in Dayton, uh, which is just down the road from uh, me, and he talks about going to straight edge shows in high school, and it was just like these beefy jocks like beating the crap out of each other. We
2: are Boston Zone.
1: you know just crazy stuff and like you know if you go and like watch you know the boston Beatdown dvd like yeah. that's what it ends up becoming mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. just becomes a fucking excuse to like you know. running
0: out of the paradise trying to beat up moby like that's what it turns <laughs> up to be like very
1: quickly and it's and, and i go mm-hmm. back and forth on that you know <laughs> is that it's like you know inherent mm-hmm. good inherent bad he yeah right a neutral bad i don't
0: know yeah it's you know true neutral really i think it's is what <laughs> it's neutral. chasing moby to yell at him and beat him up yeah true neutral
1: moby's life he probably needed something <laughs> like that even though moby himself has like you know yeah
0: hard he has the cred pesticides. yeah uh
1: vatican commandos folks um <laughs> check him out anyway discord seven and a half ssd society sucking dick the kids will have their say um i'm sure that when this episode goes to air like I'm going to get, like, some crusty old, you know, dude mm-hmm. from Southie who's going to, like, call me out and yeah, you know, put me yeah. on blast, but whatever. Anyway, moving right along, you know, we talked about Void mm-hmm. and uh, the last episode. Uh, we talked about kind of, like, the prelude that they provided us on, uh, on Flex Your Head, and now we're here, Discord mm-hmm. A- this is the Void Faith split. Folks, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, this record is arguably one of the best Discord releases of all time. This this mm-hmm. is top 5.
0: Top yeah. Five. Yeah. It's kind of wild. I mean, it's kind of wild that they put out a split split release that did so many things at once. Like it had two bands that represented like both kind of the old and the new or this like uh, a sort of understood hardcore with faith and like void who are just like trying weird shit Mm -hmm. and like it stands strong throughout time that they just they put them together you can just hear like these permutations off each other you know like as far as i know they didn't record this knowing it was going to be a split do you you know the history of this one
1: i think they just decided that like it would make more sense to make it a make it a split Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than, you know, an EP for each. And yeah. frankly, I think on each of their own as an EP, like the Faith side as an EP and Void side as an EP, both would be fantastic records uh together. They just it, it's like like you said, it's like these two sort of not competing ideas, but like variations on on sort of that initial, you know, big mm-hmm. bang of, you know, hardcore you know with the faith i mean that's a lot more i think when you listen to it you know it's a, it sounds probably a little more conventional yeah right but the delivery on it is just so intense and the vocals on it are just so
0: mm-hmm.
1: just so like hard and heartfelt you know, I think that goes back to the fact that, you know, um, Alec Mackay, Ian Mackay's younger brother, was their singer. And, you know, we talked about him in The Untouchables when he was like 13 years old and he would just go fucking nuts and mm-hmm. hyperventilate and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, um, that carries through on the faith. Uh, his vocals are whereas I think with uh, Ian Mackay, the vocals are very like sort of stentorian kind of
2: mm.
1: with Alec Mackay on the faith there, they just feel a lot more like he's just kind of pulling it up from deep within. Yeah. It, it, it I don't want like, to I don't want to go and be like, Oh, you know, he sets a template for like emo singing, but mm-hmm. no, d- I mean, d- I don't think so do either,
0: but it, it, it does sort of, you you can you know you can only compare the two because it's easy and just because it makes sense and like it, to to not compare them would to be sort of ignoring the, how the relationship they literally had and also they had it in the scene but yeah yeah it's like uh, Makai's vocals just in the recording itself you know made you realize like okay he's saying something I want to listen to what he's saying there's something important or mm-hmm. they're trying to impress upon me that something is important is being said you know however seriously you take that or however much you roll your eyes at like the quote unquote importance but like Alex stuff is, you know, sort of speaking to similar themes, but yeah, he there's an urgency. There's feels a
1: little of... more personal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and urgent, urgent. I think mm-hmm. is, is a good word. There's an urgency in his delivery that I think is that makes it the connection feel a little more personal. Whereas with Mackay, you know, I use the word centurion. You know, uh, lecturing is you know another word that you know sure. people have used, but. You know i mean and that's just his style that's his you know the way he's done it um Mm -hmm. but then you know you get to the void side jeez
0: what what like a one two beginning that's it's just you know like you're talking about this is one of the best (laughs) records but like these first two songs are just like i can only imagine you're
1: next Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. Who are you? Like that just it's just like this fucking desperate, like, you know, the guitar is like just I mean, Bubba Dupree is is, you know, one of the great punk rock guitarists. And, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people compare his style to Greg Ginn. I think you could compare it to like, you know, James Williamson from uh, Iggy and the Stooges, you know, and the work he did on Raw Power. They broke up when they graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh huh. Like so, you know, they they recorded this, and then you know we, uh, you know, they 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 played around for a while mm. and uh, recorded an album that you know is supposedly you know one of the sort of legendary lost albums, even though you can find it if you Google yeah. it. It's called. Um, it's called uh potions for bad dreams and you know it kind Mm. of if you want to talk about like crossover like thrash type stuff like that's the record go find that that's widely available i mean so Um,
0: like not 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 to drill down into a record that's technically never even came out but like what you know but you talked about this earlier with with ssd like why and this obviously happened very hard to bands like black flag like what what pulled them into this like sort of sludgy metal stuff you know within you know usually most of these bands it's like two three albums usually over the span of like five six years maybe yeah they'll just sort of like slow down i mean like is it just like a physical thing where you don't want to be playing that fast of music all the time or or what do you think i mean like what what
1: i mean if you go back these bands yeah i mean you go back and like with black flag like you know greg Ginn
0: excuse me um, <laughs> just, is that it, like that's a thematic opening of uh we can let's let's say a beer even though it's probably a seltzer but you know
1: <laughs> you know me too well i was <laughs> drinking a beer earlier but i finished okay that. Well, um,
0: okay you gotta hydrate
1: yeah no you gotta hydrate when you do it when you're on the discourse <laughs> you gotta be at the top of your game that's you know just a given anyway um yeah you know i mean all the literature you know the stuff that's been written about black flag and I mean, Greg Ginn was a massive Black Sabbath fan Mm. from the get-go. And, um, you know, I think that was a big part of it. You know, and I think, you know, if we're talking specifically about Black Flag, like, you know, they were just the kind of group that, like, were musically omnivorous. So, like, you know, they were, like, sucking down... You know, Black Sabbath, a lot of free jazz, a lot of like you know Stooges, mm-hmm. uh, and so like yeah, I think what happened was was like after Damage, and you know the, the momentum around Damage like totally got fucked up because of their they did this weird split thing with a major label subsidiary. Oh, well, that's right, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the, they like had to go to court, so they couldn't record for like two years. The 1982-83 demos. With mm-hmm. Chuck skits on drums, mm-hmm. people, like say, like, oh, that's what it could have been, you know. But instead of, yeah. you know, by the time they get to, uh, um, by the time they get to uh, My War, I think just, you know, it sounds like Greg, Greg Ginn was smoking a lot of pot. Um, yeah, I think they all were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At that point. and you know, to be honest, like the the, the stuff out, like I like My War, mm-hmm. and I like some stuff off Slip It In. But by that point, there's such a fucking psychodrama. At that point, it's, mm. it's just like it's it's you know Henry Rollins just trying to you know like see how much abuse he can right. take, you mm-hmm. know, and like he talks about that like you know that like it gets it just turns into like a total psychodrama.
2: So go ahead, man. Ask ask me. Uh, make
1: make me confess. Make me give it up, right here, right now, on, uh, on your camera. So, you guys selling out? Selling out? Okay, now, now, uh, how, how are we selling out?
2: Does that look like we're selling out, bro? No. It doesn't look like I'm selling out. It's really funny, you know? I, I'd like to see you last through one song in Black Flag or, like, one week in Black Flag. I don't
1: think you could. That's right. So if I'm selling out, um, how come we're playing little tiny places like this?
0: No, but but I think I think that sort of like that
1: for the, some of the other band. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a kind of go back to like especially what happens in Boston. You know, with like SSD and gangrene and uh, Jerry's kids. Like, um, I just think that's just because like I mean Boston is ha- you, you and I both live there. Like, it's a weird city because you've got it's like the original sort of like town versus gown situation
2: oh yeah Mm
1: -hmm. if you're from kind of like the boston suburbs i think there's sort of apprehension to do anything that could be seen as like overly arty you know i think that you know probably too like there was a fair amount of just like you know you get good at your instrument and um you start wanting to play some solos um
0: yeah so i mean there's it's there's there's like uh i don't know there's there's definitely a theory about like the metastatic like movement of, of fandom and like what music you enjoy. Like uh, I watched, I feel like I've watched a bunch of people in my life go from like big sort of like metal heads, Mm -hmm. not even metal heads, but like they appreciate sort of like metal and sort of like heavy rock. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: slowly they get more and more into dance music Right. <laughs> like they'll even like, you know, you would think yeah. like industrial would, would be in the middle or something, but like, they'll usually even skip industrial no, they and it'll just be, just be this like, the, like minimal techno. Yeah. It'll just be this sort of like a a, 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 appreciation of form, you know, appreciation of talent sort of a thing. And it like, you know, again, like you could probably try to uh, psychoanalyze that sort of like mystasis of, uh, of, of their tastes and everything. But I feel like, yeah. The fact that hard, this kind of hardcore started in heavy metal, like became hardcore and then like reverted back to the mean is, yeah. is kind of funny. It's like this very like weird elasticness to the it, it, it for some of these bands, it, it didn't really evolve. It just sort of like vacillated back and forth a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I think it also speaks to just kind of like what did you grow up with? The fact that even though you're punk rock, like you never really like stopped loving metal.
0: Yeah. Heavy metal rules. Heavy metal rules. All that punk shit sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because the other thing too is like punk rock gives ki- you a way in to music, mm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: where whereas like metal, like the technical demands, sure, are, are are pretty high. So there's, I feel like there's kind of a barrier to entry. Whereas like with punk rock, you can kind of get into it and you can start out like sort of barcording it, mm-hmm. and then as you get better, you know, maybe. you you know want to throw in some uh some you know like uh, arpeggiation and yeah yeah you know, like, yeah, yeah. kind of you know and the other thing too is, is like you know maybe that there was money there i don't know
0: mm, yeah it's
1: a, a little, a know, little more
0: sellable yeah who knows no
1: know. but you know i do know this void which mm-hmm. side is incredible yeah. um and um you know i think what's What's interesting is the way, and we'll talk about this with the next band too, uh, Scream, but mm-hmm. uh, Void not being from D.C. proper. Yeah. You know, they, they make a big deal about talking about, like, oh, well, Void was from Columbia, Maryland, which, for context, is 30 minutes from the D.C. line. Like, with no yeah. traffic, you can get there in 30 minutes. It's, yeah. it's, it's halfway no, it's between nothing. D.C. Yeah. and Baltimore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's really not another planet, but. Mm-hmm again i think it speaks to sort of the the way in which geography can feel immense when you're young
0: yeah i mean i i like i I remember when we were going to shows like you know maybe i'm sort of making it up after the fact but just like the idea that the shows we were going to in maryland were a little different than the shows we were going to in virginia which, again, these are differences of 45 miles at the very most end-to-end mm-hmm. of, like, you know, show the northernmost, show the, you know, southernmost. But, yeah, it's just, like, it's people you go to school with. It's people you're around, people in your neighborhood, maybe your neighborhood even. And, y- you know, it's, it, it's just who you're talking to. It's, like, maybe the yeah. record store that's closest to you. Like, who the person... That mans the record store is like more into, and you just get to hear a little more, or you're get you know you're suggested a little more and pushed a little more towards. So, yeah, it's it's wild how these like slight variations. And I think we talked about this last episode where it just sort of would like little repetitions and little variations would just happen. And this was happening over like a year or two, but it was happening and they was these bands that either knew each other or didn't know each other, but like it was just sort of being like little, little germinations between each other. And it just kept picking up a little more.
1: Yeah, totally. That's a really good point because like sort of the relative isolation of being in Columbia, Maryland versus, you know, Northwest DC or whatever, where a lot of these other bands at the time were sort of taking form in a way that kind of, I think, Gives maybe some credence to the idea that like oh well that's how void sounded so different Mm -hmm. you know because you know and one thing that I feel like kind of gets unfairly saddled on void is this kind of like oh they had this kind of like weird redneck quality it's like dude come like
0: yeah right this is yeah we're not we're not even talking not like they're
1: from the eastern shore of Maryland (laughs) or something like you know but like you know again just in the imagination of someone you know maybe who can't drive or Mm -hmm. you know it just you know columbia like that's like 30 minutes away Mm -hmm. jesus it's
0: it's also like the the imagination and sort of the yeah lack of experience of sort of people this young and it's pretty young people in the scene where like you have to create a narrative around those differences
1: you're looking for any shades of variation which you know you can kind of like maybe stake your claim in and, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, avoid being from outside the district and, you know, uh, a couple miles up the road, um, versus, uh, you know, down the street, literally in some cases with, uh, some of these early bands, Yeah, you know, I think that that kind of gives them sort of that luster, maybe that, um, you wouldn't get if they were from like, I don't know, uh, silver spring or, but yeah,
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you know, we can we can we can all agree that the void side is better, and anyone who says faith is the better side, is a poser or a contrarian. And yeah. I feel like I feel or
1: like is Alex McKay. Yeah,
0: right. He's he's
1: in holding case, on to dude, it. Dude, you're gonna get your due in ignition in a few episodes. <laughs> like, just chill. We'll get yeah. there. Just just take
0: Jeez. this one was pretty good. You're gonna get better. It's okay.
1: I mean, the faith side is, is fantastic. To, sure, I, I, sure. Look, Void just wins because it sounds just fucking nuts. Like, you know, because if we're really talking about it, like, most of the stuff that Discord's put out by this point is pretty, not, you know, not to say that it's, like, redundant or not mm, worth your time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, you know, a lot of it, with really the exception of Minor Threat are, are kids figuring out how to play.
0: yeah. yeah. Or, sort yeah. of like
1: it, it uh, which I think you said per- last episode,
0: mm-hmm. pretending sort of ha- the bands that they're hearing, or sort of even pretending to be each other, like it, yeah, it's just sort of all churning together a little bit, yeah, yeah and, 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 until you get to void, which just you, sounds, yeah,
1: totally different. I mean, mm-hmm. it just sounds like you know, the it basically doesn't sound like it should work. <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. Like if it's, you listen, it's, to... it's messy. It's falling apart a lot of times. It, totally, it, yeah. it
1: barely has a center to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who are you? You know, there's a there's a sort of like breakdown, and who are yes. you? Where it's just the drums, where it's just like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know the guitar just it just is nuts it's so totally it's nuts. i
0: mean it's 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 like noise rock at points it's it's you know oh, yeah. it's ahead of its time like by 20 years and, and like for these moments for these very short moments that totally. were either like a mistaken recording or just like a a, a a sound they just liked but wasn't entirely intentional yeah it's just yeah yeah,
1: yeah it, it, you're totally right it, it's it's ahead of its time mm-hmm. and it it, it it i mean because it, within it you can hear you can hear thrash you can hear noise rock, you can hear mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, sort of becomes like uh sort of the late eighties like pig fuck stuff with like mm-hmm. you know, big black and 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 uh and Jesus lizard. You know
0: are we are we gonna are we gonna throw around the term skronk here or not? Skronk.
1: I mean, <laughs> Is there scrunk in it? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think there's some skronk. Mm-hmm. Skronk.
0: <laughs> that's that's the cold open right there
1: yeah skunk so um but yeah and then 83 you know they start to kind of go in a metal direction Mm -hmm. uh they were gonna put out potions for bad dreams on touch and go uh and then they uh, it either i think it was like they weren't happy with it or touch and go wasn't that interested because maybe it was too metal Mm -hmm. right um and then they graduate high school (laughs) <laughs> and break up i will just leave faith void with this an anecdote from our distant past so in high school yeah we had a uh, we had a teacher his name was uh mr sampanaro i think we can use his last name i mean he's it's mm-hmm. public domain Um names are public domain yeah yeah um anyway Mr. Sampignaro was an alum of the school we went to, and graduated in the mid to late '80s. Um, So by the time we were in high school, 2004, he was in his early '30s, but still young enough to like. He he had
0: like a he had a cool aura about him. Like he wasn't he because he was he was he did a lot of like uh, he would oversee like. uh, yeah, jug. Which I guess we can't yeah. use jug, but you know, yeah, like he would oversee detention like detention whatever, and stuff.
1: And yeah, yeah. You know, he he had been a. He was minister, still kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and um, you could find him occasionally smoking. You know, uh, out by the uh, the government printing office building there, mm-hmm. and um, at some point or another, I found out that he he was into uh, that he was a big music fan and been really into punk rock, and. Uh, I forget how it came up, but I was I somehow or another was talking to him about Rights of Spring, mm-hmm. and at the time I fucking loved like it was like kind of like you know I was really into emo, and yeah. no I mean
0: I, I I we'll we'll talk about this when we get to them but it's like Rights of Spring were the band like if you are into emo you could say you liked and it was like the cool answer almost especially for like yeah. high school. Like, yeah, I, like, found them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. And he had, I guess, you know, because he, he was a teenager in the mid-'80s and was kind of plugged into the scene, and he had seen them live. So I was like, oh, my God, what were they? And this was pre-YouTube. Um, I've, you know, so, like, you couldn't see any live footage. You had no idea what they were like. So I would just be like, oh, my God, what were they like? You know, they must have been incredible. And he was like, yeah, they were good. Like, you know, I like them. But really, man, if you want, like, the, the record – discord right ra- the best discord record is faith void mm-hmm. and like i didn't know like at the time i was like no you're crazy you're crazy like mm-hmm. you know i hadn't even listened to it because you know whatever it, like i was 16 17 i'm not gonna you know my opinion is the one that's the best and, I, and I, like, I mean
0: like, i don't i don't want to speak for you but also like for me like this early stuff like did not connect with me in high school like i loved punk but you know i was sort of on the pop punk side of things and yeah i wasn't as like cultured but i still was like yeah this is just kind of like dumb music i don't really get the nuance here
1: it felt like juvenilia yeah. mm,
0: i think mm, you thought you were above it yeah yeah
1: yeah. and I, I think maybe that's partly it where it's like you did you you weren't looking at it in context right you were just hearing it and i think that's you know how a lot of music is heard is you just hear it kind of does it resonate or does it not and, you know minor threat resonated i think you know and um but the other thing too is, it's like, okay, well, I got minor Thread. I don't need any more hardcore. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. there was a bit mm-hmm. of that too. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt that way for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, but he was like Adam. He's like, no, like Faith Void is, and so anyway, time goes on. I graduate. We graduate, David. Yeah, we graduate mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I eventually, you know, listened to the Faith Void record in my, you know. Early twenties, when I'm hanging out with a lot of scummy bike messenger types who have uh, void tattoos, and um, mm-hmm. I'm like totally like, oh my god, did he, he was re- like, this is an incredible record, blah blah blah, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my cousin, who is uh, who is 16 years younger than me, goes to Gonzaga now and has San And so my aunt, like, you know, I was talking to her and she mentioned like, oh, I've got to go to his parent-teacher conferences and. I'm going to see Sampignaro. And I was like, okay, do me a favor. When you see him, tell him that Nick Feely says he was right. Faith Void really is the best Discord record. <laughs> and she did. She, fo- she followed through and she was what like, What
0: a good aunt. Yeah.
1: She was like, his jaw literally hit the floor. <laughs> he couldn't believe <laughs> what he had just heard so
0: that's that's that that must that feels good you know that's yeah, like what that's what every me. like yeah, aging aging punk
1: wants to hear yeah, yeah this one's for you so moving right along discord nine we got scream still screaming I mean, i'm if... still screaming the next stop
0: If we're going to talk about like and it's it's wild how like we talk about void was just this like incredible like movement of you know the 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 form in the city like scream did it in a different way like mm-hmm. you listen to this record and it starts off with like a couple of songs that sort of are like very well produced you know very polished but sort of sort of what you're used to and then you'll just get you'll get some dub you'll get sort of like more melodic songs you'll get you know uh, you'll get songs that almost sound like the fat like the cure almost like you'll get this like 12 stringy sort of chorus guitar you know that'll yeah. just it'll just be a lot brighter than the rest of the record it, a, it, yeah
1: yeah totally there's some stuff here that um that totally gets referenced uh in a few years by the revolution summer bands mm-hmm. um like a lot of the melodic elements um laissez-faire is, is the song yeah they, i think they have like kind of a Mm-hmm. Electric acoustic kind of thing going. Uh- The other thing, too, is with Scream is like there's definitely more of a rock vibe with this Mm -hmm. record, Mm -hmm. Uh like like a hard rock sound uh, to it that um, not a lot of these earlier bands were uh, were were taking on. Um, they, they pull into the clash a lot, you know, they, they pull yeah. into that, like they're, yeah. they're,
0: they're pulling from a different kind of UK, you know, we're talking about them yeah. pulling a lot from like UK oi and like British, you know, punk, but this yeah. was coming from like the dub bands and like the white reggae. And, you know, like it was,
1: yeah, it was coming from that. Definitely. G- and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think, uh, even like, you know, the buzzcocks, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, uh, you know, they're another band that, like, uh, just like Void. You know, they're not from DC proper. They're from Bailey's Crossroads, which again is <laughs> seven miles from the DC line with yeah. no traffic. You can be in Bailey's Crossroads eating excellent, excellent Vietnamese food in mm-hmm. like ten minutes. Yeah,
0: it's you could. Not that if you're like, away. if you're like a cross country team, you could like run there from. Yeah, like, you know, St fact, Albans. I, or think stuff, you're I, cross,
1: I think the cross country <laughs> teams have to run there on several occasions. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. like, it's not that far. But again in the imagination of like, you know, younger people and people who are in the scene at this time, like, and they talk about this Bailey's crossroads was like, Whoa, like, you know, there's a scene out there. It's like, dude, it's (laughs) the same scene. It's like, you know, and again, I, I totally get why they're sort of saying that in 1982, 83, it does seem like, Oh my God, you know, you're finding pockets here, you're finding pockets there. So like, it's really exciting. And you know, Whereas now, like, we kind of look at it, and we're kind of like, well, yeah, like, you know, it's the whole, it's the same scene, like, but at the yeah. time, it's easy to, it's it, it's understandable as to why, you know, people are like, oh, Bailey's Crossroads, like, you know, that seems so far away. Still Screaming is actually the first full-length, like, the first full record that um, Discord puts out. I, uh, yeah, that... I think I'm right on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Let's um, just
1: say I'm right on
0: that. I mean, the first like album that is of a full length length. It's what like 30, 40 minutes, thirty-five minutes long, something like that. You know, uh, it's, oh,
1: it's not it's
0: four, 42 minutes. All right, yeah, that's a full album right there.
1: That's a full. That's an LP, my friend. That's
0: an LP. That's that's
1: just that gotta squeeze it on both player. sides. Yeah, yeah. was a long player, but yeah, I mean, they definitely have a more hard rock clash sort of classic you know i think sound that you know still very much like there's some absolute you know hardcore workouts here that you know that that uh
0: it's it's the bulk of it like the bulk of it is that sort of early hardcore like it it the the songs that we're talking about i feel are the not the majority of this record (laughs) and it it feels sort of like them trying things out you know it, it it feels genuine but it it does there'll be these songs where it they stand out they stand out in this yeah way.
1: like and i think what's what's ex- what's sort of a pleasantly surprising about this uh record is are those experiments mm-hmm. even when they aren't that you know like i remember when they put out the 20 years of discord record you know the song for scream was uh, was fight american justice <laughs>
2: Just a out of my own in a strange town a thousand miles from home. Then I'm just by the man and he assessed to me that I'm the law and that's
1: the way I spot a bit hold of the kingdom. And you know, I wasn't crazy about either song, um, and I think maybe that caused me to unfairly write them off. Um because Especially-
0: yeah, especially yeah. when it, it it wasn't what the rest of the, their output sounded like.
1: Right. and I, But I think, you know, looking back on it, like having a song like that on here, you know, is is admirable because it's like, hey, at least they're trying to do stuff with the form, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if it was just all hardcore, I think we'd probably be kind of like, yeah, it was a hardcore record. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, by the way, did you know Dave Grohl played? You know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> little, little known fact. Mm-hmm. Listener. Uh, Scream uh, is the band that um, Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl was in before he uh, joined Nirvana and I bet you'd never heard that before Mm-mm. Nope. nope
0: I've never heard of Nirvana I've heard of Foo Fighters so I know him from there I don't know Nirvana though So
1: I know Dave Grohl from um, from uh, a lot from VH1 Talking Heads type shows Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: he's he's very excitable yeah yeah that's that's like his that's what he's known for right
0: i think so yeah
1: i know he plays drums but
0: yeah yeah anyways he was in scream everybody he was in scream on their fourth album i think is when he started
1: yeah he played with them from like 88 i think he yeah uh 88 to like 90 91 Mm -hmm. um and uh I don't know if if that last record was uh was released on Discord. That he was I think on. if I remember again, this is just like, it's it, not. So we're not, not gonna talk mm-hmm. about it. Wah,
0: wah. It was like the one of theirs that wasn't on Discord. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks like they they released most of them on Discord because mm-hmm. GI was the same thing where like mm-hmm. they they released like their first couple and then they moved on to like. It seems like they all a lot of these bands all ended up on Giant. <laughs>
0: Hmm. which
1: i don't know too much about giant as a record label but um like i feel that stuff's always
0: just like the a and r guy like had a ear for it or had some connection so it would just be like the bands would recommend each other and the same one or two a and r people would just be sort of yeah. kicked to those bands I, mean, I i will say i will say for it to maybe to talk uh the one thing about this album that like really stuck out to me in a negative way is um especially that first song which i think has the the drums pretty up in the mix this has to be one of the worst drum sounds yet it's like this is it gated it's yeah not it's not gated just, is it i mean it's just these like flat probably gated drums that sound like uh like a, a real big fish album just that like the <laughs> dull boring thud of a snare that, Whack.
1: <laughs> yeah it's
0: just like you could put as many mics as you on it as you want it and it's just it's like for some reason it I is I they
1: recorded it at it looks like it was recorded at, um,
0: was it inner ear?
1: I don't know if it's inner ear, but I mean, it's Donzi and Terra. Sure. I Ian mean, McKay, I don't know. It's just so, something.
0: I don't know. It's just like, I remember it's, it's like the, that it's like the first sound, one of the first sounds you hear of this record and, and I list part of this band, yeah. but oof, just there's also something.
1: that song hygiene, which I think is uh, about, I think this is another notable because I think they actually have a few songs about, uh, about girls. Wow. Uh huh. Which, um, you know, may cause someone to be like a little bit trepidatious. But considering that, you know, most of the topics of conversation on these records are uh, variations on I'm so angry, mm-hmm. just, you know, hey, all right, cool. We're talking about ladies now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, not. Maybe not. I'm... Maybe we shouldn't go back. <laughs> shouldn't go back to a hardcore record released in 1983 for any subtle. Yeah.
0: Probably not going to be the most uh, smart commentary, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. By the way, I also just want to say that the the picture of Scream on their Wikipedia page <laughs> really just makes me laugh. So let me let me describe it for you. Uh huh. Um, okay, so um, three of the members are shirtless, and the guitar player uh, on the uh, right hand side—I guess my left hand side—is just got this big old grin.
0: <laughs> looks like he's got like a cigarette, just like yeah, just precariously on his
1: lips. He yeah. just looks like he's just having a grand old time
2: mm-hmm. playing
1: in this dumpy dutch squat yeah uh i mean Mm -hmm. he looks he look. this is the look of a man who knows he's getting laid after the show Mm -hmm.
0: i can only imagine yeah and that's why they wrote hygiene
1: (laughs) that's why they wrote hygiene